Love this man of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I want to say thank you so much, Pastor Gerald. It's a great honor to be here with you. I don't deserve it. Actually, when I, I read on the flyers, my name was put on the flyers as a guest minister. I said, this must just be God. <laughs> because... Uh, you know, these great men of God were preached powerfully. It's amazing. So if you find yourself among them, you just humble yourself. Praise God. Amen. I'm so thankful for you. Uh, this is a special robe. And uh, you know, the one Stephen is wearing, Stephen, please, was given to him honor in Ghana when he first stepped the land of Ghana. They honored him. So it's not just ordinary cloth. Yes. And we don't just give to people. Amen. Yes. We give it to honorable people. People who are honored. So it's not just a matter of wearing it. It's, you try and find it in Dollar Tree, you will not get it. Because <laughs> you see, it's written, Christian is light. And it's written in a local language and also in French. So it's a good thing. Let's appreciate the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. I also want to say thank you, Jessica and Purpose and uh, Promise Ministry. I want to say that uh, we had a problem with our water in our Stephen Nose. In our place, we have lake right next to us. But a pro the, the house will have always been a problem. Of water, they pump it sometimes one times a, a week or sometimes in months without water. Stephen has he knows this very well. He has been there several times, and we had a need. And then Jessica told me, asked me, "What do you want us to our ministry to do?" And I said, "If you can buy us tanks, that will be really good." So he bought us tank. She bought us tank, and now the water is right in our church. When, when Stephen came last time, he saw the tongues and the water is full and we bless God from the rainwater. So thank you so much for that. I, I want to say that honestly, people come and pick water there for free. It's not, it's not easy. Getting water in our place is not easy. But we bless God for that. Amen. Praise God. Thank you so much again, Sister Jessica. Amen. And um, I want to go straight to the word. Yeah. Uh, this man of God is so humble. I was telling David, uh, Owen, you're such a humble man of God. You know? Such a humble man of God. And uh, a lot of times when God has used people, have great connection, what Stephen preached to us always takes them up. Yeah. Become so proud and arrogant and this great man of God who ministered here, you've touched my heart so much for humility. Praise God. And that is so powerful. To me, that is powerful. Amen. Amen. I want us to read and I will teach on something. What must we do to, the, to do the works of God? What must we do to do the works of God? In the book of John, chapter 6, verse 28, we will read there. 
Please, if you can, we can stand and read together. John 6, 28. And all the men of God, we appreciate you. Amen. Appreciate you. Honestly. 24. John 6, 28. Let's go. But I want us to begin from 26. Jesus answered them and said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Ye seek me not because you saw the miracles, but because you did eat of the loaves and were filled. And I wonder, because that's a miracle. Praise God. That's a miracle. And still Jesus saying, you didn't come because you saw the miracle, but you came because you ate and you're full. In verse 27, labor not for the meat which perisheth, but for the meat which endureth unto everlasting life, which the Son of Man shall give unto thee, for him hath God the Father sealed it. The meat that I will give you it has been sealed, has been is hidden. Then 28, then said they unto him, what shall we do or what must we do that we might work the works of God? And 29, Jesus said, answered and said unto them, this is the work of God that you believe on him whom he hath sent. Praise God. Father, I thank you for this word. And we thank you, Lord, that this word will be broken in pieces in our hearts. And Lord, it will transform us. You moved through your servants from the first day that we had the word from Pastor Shedrick and Evangelist David and Lord Stephen and my God Jeremy. And yesterday we heard from your servant all through in the morning, and we are continuing to be in your presence, we need more of you. Yeah. Open, open our eyes that we may see. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Praise. Let's have a seat. This is a question that all of us must ask. And as I read this scripture, I was wondering why Jesus would say, would rubbish the bread and the meat that it offered, he offered to 5,000 people. He said, you are not seeking me because of the miracles I do. But you are seeking me because of the meat that you ate and you became full. And then he began to ex explain to them what kind of a meat is that. That the meat that you are seeking or looking for is perishable. 
is perishable. It's not everlasting. You enjoy it for a moment, but in another moment, you forget the taste of that meat, how it tasted. But there is something that I'm about to offer to you that will not lose taste in your mouth. Forever, it will be tasteful. And this thing baffled these people. That's why they said, instead of arguing with Jesus and asking him, what do you mean by this everlasting meat? The whole thing changed. The whole question changed. He said they, instead of asking Jesus, what kind of a miracle do you want us to understand? What are you talking about, Lord? Arguably, as human beings would say, if the meat you gave us, the bread you gave us was not a miracle, then what kind of a miracle you are talking about? Human reasoning, they should have asked Jesus, if the bread you gave us was not a miracle, and the meat we ate was not a miracle, then what kind of a miracle you are talking about? But by the understanding of the Holy Spirit, they asked Jesus, Lord, what must we do to do the works of God? We are stepping from the realm of witnessing miracles to a realm of performing and working miracles. It is easier to witness miracle happening. It is easy to sit and listen to a preacher preach. And we celebrate more than standing to be a preacher ourselves. It's like in the football field. If you just come into the football field and you have you become a cheerleader or you have somebody to cheer it's very easy we clap, we jam we shout in the field but it takes work it takes effort it takes constraint it takes all that it takes for the footballer to play in the field the church must graduate from being spectators to be participators. Praise God. That is exactly what the, that, that the understanding that these people had was wonderful. Instead of telling and arguing with Jesus, they said, now Lord, what must we do to also perform the same miracles you performed. And I want you to understand some few things I lined up. Number one, you have to understand that these great men and great women we are talking about and even referring about, they sat 
where we are sitting. Any great man, a great pastor, a great apostle, a great evangelist, anyone we have ever known that is ever great, they sat where we are sitting. Once upon a time, they were sitting in the pew. But there is something that they decided that removed them from the pew to the pulpit. What must we do to do the works of God? We must realize they didn't only sit. But number two, we must also realize they were willing to pay the price. Willing to pay the price. And I want to give you several testimonies of what I have seen. I was, we were preaching in the villages. And I've, I've given Evangelist Stephen this testimony. Or maybe he had me speak about it. And Evangelist was preaching in the Republic of Southern Sudan. In a place called Rumbek, multitude of people, around 40,000, 50,000, gathered every single night in front of us. They were listening to the word of the Lord. And this day, the evangelist was talking about Lazarus and how Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. And that night, after the meeting, a woman had a child who was seriously sick of malaria. And that night, that 12 years boy passed on. And the tradition of the Sudanese, Sudanese, when you die in the night, in the morning, they bury you. They walk miles and miles looking for hospitals. But this woman told her husband, I heard those preacher preach about Jesus who raises the dead. We are not going to bury this boy before we take and test that Jesus. Because they said Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. What he did yesterday is able to do it now, and he will do it forever. So they said no. They argued the whole night. They didn't even shout an African shout. When a child is dead, they kept it a secret. That as we were stepping into the conference, all actually we call it glass, grass cathedral, grass made of grass, a building that can contain about 500 people. Was stepping in that meeting as usual, dressed with our big Bibles. Every one of us is excited, wants to inspire a pastor. Somebody comes and speaks to my ear. Can you give us time? We want to speak to you. So I said, Oh, okay. So I went out and said, There is a woman has a problem. He wants to share it with you and he wants you to pray with her. I said, okay, it's a problem, all right. What is the problem? (laughs) 
we were in the same dilemma like the disciples of Jesus. Okay, what is the problem? I thought it's a simple problem of laying your hands and praying and that. Because it's very easy to lay your hands when it's a simple problem. When it is malaria, it is simple. When you are faced with a situation of impossibility, then you need the God of all impossibility. With this, it is impossible with man, but with God, all things are possible. So I said, is he lame? Is he blind? He said, no. Yesterday, the, the, the way this woman was expressing herself, had total confidence on the God the preacher preached. He said, yesterday when we came out of this place, my boy passed on. We are supposed to bury him this morning. But I said, as I heard you preach, that Jesus raised a dead man after four days, this is only dead last night. It would have been possible if it was six days. If Jesus raised a four-day dead man, this one only died yesterday. What must we do to do the works of God? Is the name of the Lord. And I shrank. I said, Are you sure? Oh, oh my, oh no. Oh my God. I wish that preacher didn't say that. There are some words that comes out of preachers and after you've said it, you wonder, did I say it real, for real? <laughs> so I asked my interpreter, now what does she want? And she asked, the, the interpreter asked her and she said, you tell me if you want us to bring the boy here or you want us to go with you. What I want is my boy to come back to life like you preached. So I, I went to the evangelist and said, you know, what? What man? What one? Somebody is dead? Dead? Yo? What next? We are going to raise him, huh? <laughs> So I thought to myself, I know what I'm going to do. Let me tell this woman to go back home and wait for us. And she will wait for too long. <laughs> so I told them, the interpreter, please tell her. She goes back home and we are coming. The woman said, no. I am not leaving you here. We are going together.
you must be willing to pay the price. Nothing grows out of blues. Miracles don't just happen. Preachers don't just stand in the pulpit and preach. People are tired of lectures. They are tired of theology. They are tired of empty words. They need a healer. They need the son of God. They need something that can change their lives. If the Bible said it, yes, it can be done. Hallelujah. God is in the business of raising kingdom giants. And will take on. People have gone to great conferences. Great preachers. Great oratories. People who know how to speak. And when they come out of those places, they are more emptier than they came in. We need the power. So I said, evangelist, I'm convinced this woman will not come out of this place. Let's go. Let's go. I said, what are we going to do? I said to him, you preach about Jesus, Lazarus. Do you believe what you preach? He said, yeah, I believe. How do you believe it? Do you believe it's just a history? Are you just reading a history? Are you talking about God of history or you are talking about God of now? If he could do it yesterday, he will do it today. And it's not limited tomorrow. We don't serve a dead God. We serve a living God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah. So we walked. As we were walking, my faith was built. I felt something in my bones. I remember the God of Shadrach, the God of Abednego, the God. Hey, hallelujah. One lady in the mission told me, I am not going there. I said, okay, remain. We will go. Before we are halfway, another young man said, I cannot go there. I said, oh, okay, go back. And we kept on. We entered into the house. And just like Jesus did it, we said, if you have no faith, if you are going to doubt God, come out of this building. And one after the other, we saw people coming out and remained a team of warriors. And we began to call on the name of the Lord. And as it was in the days of the Bible, it came to pass that this boy rose from the dead. He's alive now. Hallelujah. That is the God we serve. What must we do to do the works of God? Hallelujah. Praise God. And you don't know what happened that night. Thousands of people in the radios, they announced it. There was no place to keep people. Praise God. Are you willing? 
the greatest price to be paid is not a million dollar. The greatest price to be paid is not large platforms. The greatest price to be paid is not to talk on the television. The greatest price to be paid in ministry is obedience. Obedience. If God has told you to do it, do it. I know that after this conference, this great conference, the power of God moved. I told Brother Jeremy, you preached, man. You preached the heart of God. What the devil wants to take is to take the weapon warfare from the hands of people. I don't know, but I believe with all my heart, God is raising apostolic generation that is going to restore that which the enemy has taught me. Power must come back to the church. They stepped out by faith and therefore I declare by faith go forth. When God said it, there is no question. Even if the whole world is saying it is impossible and God said it, Oh, he's the supreme judge over all judges. He's sitting in his own circumference of authority. He's God by himself. He's called Adonai. He's called El Shaddai. He's called Elohim. He's called Shalom. He's Jehovah. And no one is compared to him. Hallelujah. Oh, my God. not spoken will he not do it because he has spoken he will do it when I saw the man of God McGee stood here I said yes this is a man of God it's a man who has walked with God who is going to pick the mantle who is going to take it over we must be willing to pay the price. And the price is obedience. In the book of Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6. Let's go there and see something. Hallelujah. 11. 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. It's not he was. He was, but also he is. The God of Muslim was and is buried in Mecca. But our God is. As you are taking risk and taking steps of obedience to do what God has called you to do, always remember that God is with you. No matter what the situation is. 
therefore, when we have discovered that, let us be ready to wage war against doubt and unbelief. Because the weapon of the enemy is always to bring us into the realm of doubt and fear. So all the time we have to wrestle with doubt. Wrestle with fear. We are doing a meeting in Congo. I just received the man of God in the airport. And we looked at and we saw on the television. They're announcing that the place where you are going. M24. That is the rebels. The rebels that control the southern part of Congo. South Kivu has taken over. They have overthrown the government. And we were going there. So I sat down with the man of God. And asked the man of God. You see what the television is saying. I said, yeah, he told me yes. I've seen it. He asked me what now. What should we do? I said we have done everything for the last six months. I think even the rebels needs God. He said, okay, yes. Okay. And the man of God told me, ah, you know you are talking like a blacker man. We are white people. And I told him, God is God of all races, of all colors, of all languages, of all people. He's a God of all nations. I said, okay. The man of God said, okay, let's go. I said, okay. We, we, uh, when we were crossing to the border of Uganda and Rwanda, the policemen at the border of Uganda asked us, are you people normal? <laughs> Even us Ugandans, we cannot cross over. What's wrong with you? I said, okay. So, will you give us some escort? I said, no. No. So I turned back to the evangelist. I said, are you willing? He said, yes, I'm willing. Hey, can you ask your people if they're willing? He asked some, some of his people. They said, no, we are not willing. Leave us here. I look straight to these people and ask them, before you came, weren't you praying that God, wherever you send me, I will go? It is comfortable to pray under a church like this. Oh Lord, wherever you, you lead, I will follow. Wherever you send me, I will follow. But it's another thing to go into the danger zones, taking back what the enemy has taken. Even the captive of the mighty shall be loose. Says the Lord. So we stepped in. The man of God came. Our coordinators came and picked us. When we just crossed over, the rebel leader signaled and we were all taken. So we brought in they asked us, you have to give one million U.S. dollars. And I said, okay. Before we give one million U.S. dollars, 
There is something I want to share with you. Pray. And I begin to explain to this man. Korotinga. I explain to him about what Jesus is able to do and how we are supporting them. And we are telling them. And we began to speak. And as I'm speaking, I see the man was sitting. Huh? Are you sure? Hmm? Is it true? Yes. Is it true? Yeah. And then he commanded his people. You, 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 give them escort to Kiwanja. Let them preach. After they are preached, you will also bring them back here. That is what God is able to do. A thousand will fall by your side. Ten thousand at your right hand. It shall come not near thee. With your own eyes you will see. Hallelujah. When you are willing to go. Willing to be obedient. And 40,000 people were born again. When Stephen was supposed to come, they blocked him not to come to that city. In the airplane, just by demonic influence, they told him you're not coming. And he had to come back. And I went back to that city. 15,000 people were born again in that city. One and a half years later, the remote leader whom we preached to and prayed with went and surrendered himself to the embassy of America. He said, I am tired of terrorizing people. I'm tired of killing people. I'm tired of this life. Hallelujah. Hey. Hallelujah. Yeah. Greater one lives in us. What he is able to do in Africa, he can do it in America. He's not limited with time. He's not limited with personality. He is a great God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When fear comes, you have to kick fear out. Move in the authority. Remember what the book of Hebrews says. They quenched the mouth of fire. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. The same spirit that was in Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. The same spirit of the Lamb of God. That same spirit is here. We are able to quench the fire. Any fire, any authority. Any power, any principality, any ruler has been subjected under the feet of the Lamb of God. And we have the same spirit in us. The greatest fear is the fear of unknown. And the, it is the strongest enemy against our progress and advancing in the things of God. Anytime God tells you, do it. The enemy will tell you, you are going to fail. You will fail. Anytime God tells you, advance. The enemy will say, where are you going? <laughs> come on, come back here. But let me submit to this church. 
God is the God of weak people. It's the God of the useless. It's the God of fishermen. What must we do to do the works of God? Praise God. <laughs> How many times have the enemy told us, you are going to perish. You are going to be ravaged. Don't go into that village. Don't even attempt to go there. We succumb to the voices of the devil. And the voices of the devil are loud. How do you know that this is the voice of the enemy? It is loud. <laughs> As we say in Africa, a noise of a dying horse. When the horse is about to die, you've cut him. When he's about to die, he kicks even the more. The enemy lost 2,000 years ago. And he knows it. That's why he's the loudest. But the spirit of God is a still small voice. He said, my spirit will not strive with men any longer. Once I spoke, twice I heard. David said, when this power belongs to God. Hallelujah. see great men and women in this building today. If only we are going to walk over fear. Fear of the unknown. There is a God who knows deeper unknown places. The deep of the deep response to him. Just step out by faith. Step out by faith. I was preaching in Tanzania. I was just 18 years. I've just begun the church. I've been pastoring for 20 years now. The church where I am, 20 years. Out of that church, we planted about 13 churches from that church. And I was preaching. Preaching against witches and wizards. In that witch island. And the witch came. Came to our host and said, that young man preaching. Tell him, if you have to preach, let him preach other things, but let him not mention us. I said, how did I mention you? He said, let him not talk about voodoo. Let him not talk about witches. If he has to preach, let him just preach. I said, that's why I'm here. I'm here to destroy kingdoms. I am here to destroy powers. I am here to, to, to scatter any authority that is not of the authority of God. That's why I'm here. I'm an ambassador of the kingdom. I carry the whole armor of God. And the following day I stood in the pulpit and I preached like never before. He came when I was just coming out of the pulpit. He said, you, you are small. But we have warned you, you have refused. You will see. I said, okay. What am I going to see? He said to the man of God, you know us. The man of God said, yes, we know you. So tell this man, if he wants to leave, if he wants his life to, 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 if he wants to go back to Kenya, let him not mention that name. Tomorrow, if he does, you will see. 
And the man of God came and told me, Pastor, you know you are a young man. And you are not even married. <laughs> you know, those days I was not married. Please, don't interfere with these people. I beg you. Okay, I said, man of God, I've heard you. I will not interfere with them. But inside me, when I went back home, I began to wage war. <laughs> Warfare. Pulling down strongholds. Then I came back the following day. And the first person I saw in the congregation was that man. He was waiting to hear what I'm going to say. And I began to preach. I began to explain. And then I said, now, two kingdoms cannot rule in one nation. If President Trump is president, nobody else is president. Whenever we come, we are to enforce the rule of the kingdom of God. So I preached, and the man stood in front of the pulpit and said, if you will wake up tomorrow, then I am not a voodoo, I'm not the witch that is respected here. And I heard him. I said, yes, if you are also going to wake up tomorrow, then Jesus is dead, is buried, and he never rose from the dead. And people heard us. It was a contest between gods. And the God that be strong is the one that will rule. But our God is a ruler. Don't you know that you and me are gods? That's what the David, David said. And Jesus confirmed it also. In the same book I have just opened. He said, don't you know that ye are gods? All of you are children of the most high. I cannot be the son of Gerald Jenkins and I don't have the DNA of Gerald. If I'm a true son of him, I must have the DNA. It's the DNA that uh, gives us the true picture of who I am. Yeah. And I carry the name of Jenkins because I'm his son. I'm a child of God. I have the DNA of God. Demons knows that. So the following that night in the in the room, a lot of warfare. We could not sleep. Demons were sent to us. Some of the ministers were coughing. A lot of struggle the whole night. We said, we are in the battlefield. We have not come to the playing ground. We have come to the battlefield. We have the weapon of war. And our weapon of war is not carnal, but is strong in pulling down strongholds. And we began to pull down strongholds. Pulling down strongholds. The following morning. Oh my God, the man of God was running to us. He said, I have good news, good news. What is the good news? He said, that man, that last night, he didn't wake up from his sleep. He didn't wake up from his sleep. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. 
And the oppression that was in that land was lifted. When you rise up in the spirit, the oppression in the land will be lifted off. Hallelujah. In faith, go forth. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. That is what was on Moses when he came to years refused to be called the sons of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than enjoying the pleasures of sin for a reason, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he had respect unto the reward that God will give. We move forth in faith. know what happened? That church was not growing. From that moment, it grew. People began to stream in. Let me tell you, if you don't destroy them, they will destroy you. We are not ignorant of the devices of the enemy. Let me wind with this. The enemy will always and is always trying to discover your area of weakness. And that's what he will use against you. To stop you. But I have good news. Our weakness have been swallowed in Christ. That's why Paul is saying, let the weak say we are strong. Let's read in the book of 1 Timothy chapter 4 and wind with it. Oh my God, thank you Jesus. Four, chapter 4, 11. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Mm. Yes. I borrowed the Stephen's Bible, so that's why I can't find it quickly. <laughs> it's good to have your own Bible. <laughs> Not iPhone, Bible, Bibles like this. It's good. It's never only iPhone. It's only Bible. Eleven. These things command and teach. Let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example of the believers in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity. Till I come, give attention to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Then fall, which is my main point, neglect not the gift that is in thee, which was given thee by prophecy, and with the laying on hands of the presbytery. Meditate upon these things and give thyself wholly to them, that thy, the, thy 
profiting may appear to all. Number five, understand that there is what is called stretching beyond limits. Stretching beyond limits. What must we do to do the works of God? We must stretch beyond limit. Break the limit. You have to begin in the shallowness of knowledge. But as you are growing and as you are advancing, you also advance in knowledge. So as you keep on reading the word, associating with men that are anointed, listening to the prophets, and continuing to be in the unity of brothers, in the company of brothers, like what we have received from the beginning of this conference, we have received knowledge upon knowledge, grace upon grace, and every single preacher that came here had a unique assignment from God. Every single of us had a unique assignment from God. So as you keep on listening to them and dipping yourself into the rivers of God, you grow from faith to faith, from spirit to spirit, from courage to courage, from favor to favor. Stretch. Praise God. That is when you will increase. And that's what Paul told Timothy. Neglect not the gift of prophecy and the laying of hands. You receive. Stretch beyond limits. I know we have done, but there is one more thing. Imagine Moses, after he led one million people from desert and reached at a place, the book of Deuteronomy, he said, Lord, Lord, I want more. Allow your servant. I like how the scriptures put it. He said, what you have just begun to show your servant. One million people leading them from, from bondage. That is just, you have just begun to show. It's nothing. Allow your servant to cross over. I've seen great miracles in the house of Pharaoh. But that is just the beginning. Allow your servant. In other words, Moses was stretching. And God said to Moses, come up here. I want to speak to you. Now your journey is ended. This is the end of your journey. Anoint Joshua. But that prayer of Moses, show me your glory. Show me you. I want more. And God said, this question nobody has ever asked me. But the relationship we have with you, and I see the heart you have. Leading one million people as a pastor didn't impress you. You were never impressed by leading thousands and thousands of people. You want more. Hallelujah. Praise God. God said, no one sees my face and leave. But I will make you, I will put you on the rock and you will see my back. And you know the argument? God, I didn't say you are back. I want to see you. Said Moses, 
it is too much with you. You are not coming down. And so Moses died there. And nobody knew him. The angels of God buried Moses. And the Bible said the devil began to fight with the angels over Moses' body. Why? Why? After 500 years, Moses saw the glory of God. It is only Moses, Elijah, who appeared to the Son of God on Mount Figuration. The prayer of Moses was answered. I want more. Praise God. I want more. I want more. I have preached to thousands, but that is not enough. I have helped many, but it is not enough. I want more. Let's stand up on our feet. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. My sister, just come and sing, please, just one song. Just come, brother. Just one song. Stephen, please, can you come and help your brother a little? It's with prayer. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Pastor Gerald, you are an apostolic elder. And this is an apostolic center. It's great that you brought this man of God. We are laying a, a place like rebel holes. The enemy tried to stop that and stop that and stop this and fill that with soil. But we have come to rebel holes. A place of deep waters. People are revived. They are receiving their newness of their calling. And some of us are receiving a confirmation of what God spoke to us many years. We are revived. Keep digging. Let it go deep. Don't forsake the fellowship of this man that God has placed in your heart. And don't be discouraged. This is an apostolic center. Hallelujah. 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 I don't know about you. We had time to tell you the testimony of how we met. It's absolutely unbelievable. But every time I gather myself around him, he makes me want to be more like Jesus. And if you're here this morning and you want more, you say that, you know, ministry is, is just is ministry, but I want more of you. I want, to, I want you to gather yourselves around this altar and let's ask the Lord to pour out his spirit. Remove from us that spirit of fear, that spirit of doubt and unbelief in us that, that keeps us from doing the will of God. Maybe you're here this morning and, and you're, you're contemplating ministry, you're contemplating going out into the field, but there's this voice in your head that says, no, you can't do it. Kick that voice to the curb and hear the voice of the Father and follow through with the will of God. Let's believe God again. Let's believe God for the supernatural. Let's believe God that he will provide and guide and lead and make you what he wants you to be. I want more. I want to see the glory of God. I want to see the glory of God in the land of the living. I want to see a multitude of people come to Jesus all over this earth. Here am I, Lord. 
use us. Send me, please, Lord. May the dead rise again. May the blind see again. May the deaf hear again. What must we do to do the works of my Father? To do the works of God.